Hey, what's going on, y'all? Is this the time of year for most people where you uh, you spend some time with family, some friends, maybe your company, your office has a Christmas party, get-together thing? You're just having a lot more time to enjoy things, right? Generally? I'm sure for some people, it's, uh, it's kind of a hard, uh, a, a tough time of year. And I feel for that, you know? And um, either way, I feel like this is a point where I sit and watch movies because you generally have a little more free time or things feel a little more relaxed. And, you know, for whatever reason, something about the holidays, it can be, you know, a, a joyful time, uh uh, a generous time, right? But there's plenty of Scrooges out there and there's plenty of Grinches out there. And it's not to say that it's just because people are mean or whatever, but some people th this time of year just hits them the wrong way, right? I understand. What's funny is looking at how that kind of manifests itself when it comes to films, right? I think it's always a thing that, for me, ever since Die Hard came out, you know, there there is the question or the debate or whatever, whether Die Hard is a Christmas movie. And I generally lean on the side of it is because it takes place on Christmas Eve. It's at an office Christmas party. Uh, there is a Santa, there is a Christmas tree, you know, the general vibe is there in a way. So, you know, in that vein, it's like, I think ever since that movie, really, there's been a, there's a lane of films that have gone in that direction of how can we take Christmas, use it as the backdrop not as the focus, right? So you, you lose films like A Christmas Story or, uh, I don't know, what's in a, like Miracle on 34th Street, you know, those older movies that generally play into the notion of Christmas and family and celebration and, you know, reflection and all that stuff. The films that go the other way, they lean into the, the uh, maybe the darker side of this time of year and what that can bring out of people. You know, it's, it's just fascinating to me. It's just interesting to see people's takes on it, whether it's something that, uh, I don't know, something deeper, something more personal is going on. But the people that come up with these stories and the ways to tell them, it's just curious, you know, it, it just gets me. So I went on a run here. I went on a run of watching a lot of movies like this. And I kind of did the same thing last year, uh, looking specifically at horror films, right? Horror films themed around Christmas or whatever. Well, here I wanted to do something a little bit different, but still Christmas related. Here we're going to look at films that um, they're all about Christmas, but taking place basically in the span of one night or one day, 
and the adventures or misadventures that people get into, right? And so, you know, one of the first ones I watched was this film. I actually wanted to watch it last year, but when I saw that it it wasn't a horror film, uh, I, I kind of put it off and then said, I'll get to it some other time. And that is Better Watch Out, which it's a film that starts one way and it kind of does turn into a horror film in a way. Uh, I mean, there's nothing supernatural about it, but you know, the, this kid that has his babysitter come over and is basically kind of, you know, he's a teenage kid. He's trying to kind of put a move on the slightly older babysitter. So kind of weird, kind of awkward. And it's got some moments even of, of slightly twisted humor in it. You know, the parents, they're real frank with it. And, uh, even the babysitter is a little bit more grown than I think she's uh, maybe appears, you know, but the kid, he really leans into the, um, you know, he's just a good kid who maybe has a little bit of awkwardness, but then as the film goes on, he turns into a real creep. And then as the film goes on, he turns into just straight up killer. And it's it's kind of a weird thing because it's like, okay, it starts out like maybe there's some kind of like home invasion element to it. Like there's somebody outside the house. There's weird phone calls that are happening. And you think, oh, is this like um, what uh, like the strangers or something like that, right? Like the purge, like somebody's outside terrorizing this kid and his babysitter while they're home alone. Or even like Home Alone, right? Like, uh, what were they? The Wet Bandits? Was that the name of the the two guys? (laughs) So it kind of starts that way. And then it maybe leans into like, wait, is this something else? Is this like some kind of monster or supernatural thing going on? Like, what is outside the house? Well, once that all starts to get uncovered of like, oh, no, it's this kid. He's doing it. He's setting up all these kind of gags and scares. And then it turns into like real killing starts happening. Uh, It was such a weird left turn. I mean, it was a slow left turn because you kind of saw it happening, but you weren't really sure where we were going to end up. And I thought, well, okay, this is at least a new take on this. but. You know, the, the problem I had with it is just the the characters here. That's the thing. Watching all these films that I've been seeing, and even just over the years, it's like it helps an audience, it helps a viewer to have somebody to kind of, you know, hook into and say, okay, this is my guy, this is my girl, whatever. I'm going to follow them and I'm going to root for them and I want to see them survive or succeed or or you know accomplish whatever they're trying to accomplish right and here in this movie it's like you're supposed to be rooting for this kid i guess because you want to see at least the way the story kind of leans it's like you want to see him succeed in killing all these people or get the girl maybe it's just weird so i really know that that was the right way to take it but there's really no other way to do it. I mean, it's kind of like Home Alone. You want Kevin to maybe learn something, maybe grow up. 
and yet um, he's also kind of a little dick, right? <laughs> With all the little booby traps and the gags all around the house. Same thing here. He's an older kid, and this time he's actually killing people. And it's not even for a, a good purpose. The film didn't really give me a good vibe. It just felt like I kind of wanted to be done with it. It's weird. I, I, I don't know. It The whole thing, the whole premise kind of actually wears thin by the time you get to the end of the film. It's like, all right, I get what we're doing here now. I just want this to be over. So, uh, I don't know. I, I wasn't really down with it. But, you know, one that I saw that was probably even more of the same is a film, uh, what was it, ATM from, I don't know, this was even further back now, 2012, I think. And here it's like, this is a, what is it, like a guy and he's trying to talk to this girl at the office Christmas party and it kind of hit it off for a minute, but then they decide to, you know, they're going to split, they're going to go roll over to some other place. And his buddy kind of wants to tag along, wants to catch a ride home or something like that. And it's enough setup where you're like, okay, I, I, I at least have a little bit with the characters. Like I want to see how this kind of plays out. And this guy want to see, you know, maybe he'll hit it off with this girl and, you know, something will happen. And so in that respect, it's like the way that it works in the whole premise of, getting these three people into an ATM booth, I, it, it feels reasonable, you know? Because it's like, just on face value, it's like, how would three people get stuck in an ATM booth? Like, what would be the, the circumstances that would lead you to that, right? Well, this film actually, I, I got to say, it kind of gets you there in a pretty reasonable, pretty logical way. Now, once that starts happening, they get to the ATM booth, they get their money, or actually, I don't even think they do. I think there's like an issue with the, the card or something where they they basically just have to turn and walk out. And when they go to do that, there's a stranger, a man in like a giant parka overcoat that uh, is... It actually is not really clear what is going on, but this guy is clearly threatening them and they decide to just kind of stay in there and maybe wait it out, maybe see what the deal is. And when this guy really starts to, I don't know, up the stakes, I guess, he really starts to like taunt them and, and terrorize them and it gets violent and it gets dangerous and all that. Um, you know, that's where it starts to really, I don't know, you, you really stretch the credibility of the whole thing now. Because it's like, the guy is not even like at the door, like standing right in front of the door. He's like, I don't know, 100 feet away in the parking lot and just kind of standing there. And there's moments where they try to get out and... They try to make a run for it, but, you know, the car keys or the phone or whatever. And it's like, it's one guy and there's three of them. 
what is the problem? Like, how, how did this not, how could they not make this work out in their favor? I mean, and even by the end of the film, like the guy apparently like rigs this whole ATM booth up from the outside with, I don't know, a water line or something where he basically starts to flood the ATM booth, which has glass doors and glass windows. And then he hits it with a car. And I, you know, <laughs> that's where I just thought, wait, okay, w w we were cool when it was like a guy who's maybe, you know, looking to rob them or I, you know, just assault them but here it's like this guy's playing the game what are you jigsaw bro calm down so that's why i just felt like oh man this movie actually had a pretty interesting start and by the time we get i don't know maybe halfway through the movie it's like all right i you guys are just punks because you should have been able to get out of this situation I mean, I could I could see you being kind of put off or disturbed by somebody lingering, right? Especially at an ATM. I understand that. But this kind of took it, it really stretched the whole idea way too thin, I think. And it's kind of a shame. I mean, it, because there is some pretty interesting, like the, these three characters that are here, they got a little bit of an interesting dynamic, you know? It's like, you kind of see different angles to their, I don't know. It's it's not really like a triangle or whatever, but it's like one guy that's his friend and the other guy, he's trying to, you know, hang out with the girl, but I don't know this, this whole thing of this killer. And then look, I, I'll just tell you because I don't really think you need to watch this one, but the end of it, I think they try to do a reveal kind of like a saw thing where they show you maybe, what is really going on, like who this guy is that's outside the ATM booth. Cause it never really reveal like who he is or what he's even doing this for. And at the end, there is kind of a, a little montage of some footage you saw earlier in the film. And I think it's supposed to reveal like, okay, here's what was really going on. But I, I mean, I swear I watched it and I, I don't know. I feel like I missed something because I didn't get anything else out of it. I didn't, <laughs> it didn't all of a sudden open my, I didn't have the aha moment of, uh, Oh, that's what was going on. Just didn't work out that way. So I, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I just felt like it was kind of a missed opportunity, you know? And so, you know, other than that, I went into a similar thing, but maybe more in the comedic side. You know, I looked at this film uh, the night before. Have you seen that one? I mean, it's one of those that I feel like it was way late on the whole, like, hangover wave of films. You know, the, those comedies where they lean into the the group of guys that are having the hard partying night out. And they get into all kinds of weird shit. And things go sideways. And then they have a lot of things to answer for. And it's, it plays very much in that same sandbox, but, and it's got, I mean, it's got Seth Rogen in it. It's got Anthony Mackie uh, and uh, who uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. You know, these three guys are really 
at this point, I mean, this film came out in, I think it was like 2015. So it's not that long ago, not even 10 years ago. So these guys are already known. They're already names. They're already doing things. And so I feel like, and, and look, even the rest of the cast, a lot of people that are in like just a few scenes, you've got, you know, um, Lizzie Kaplan's in it, um, who, look, I'll watch Lizzie Kaplan in anything. Okay, just saying. Uh, we got Mindy Kaling. You got other um, actors and comedians that are in this all throughout, really. It's just like a f fully star what studded cast, I guess, in, in, in a general sense, from like comedic actors of the 2000s, 2010s, right? And I just, uh, I feel like this one, it was just one that was super late to the party because by this point, I think the, the whole thing had worn thin also. And it feels like it, you know? When you're watching it, it's just like, this feels like someone trying to make one of those movies, whether it was the hangover or uh, like the world's end or um, this is the end. You know, another one It's like a lot of people in that movie, some of the same people even. And uh, this just felt kind of like a copycat, like a knockoff. And it does a weird thing where it's trying to, it's trying to lean both ways into the hard R comedy, but then also the serious drama. You know, there's some dynamics with the, some of the characters, some of the relationships. Like, I think it's like Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Lizzie Kaplan, they have a kind of a will they, won't they kind of thing throughout the whole film. And I mean, here I think it's trying to do all that. It's trying to walk in both worlds. And I don't really know if it quite, it, it never commits, you know, it, it just kind of just goes back and forth. And it, it's just a weird uh, tonal shift. I mean, you've got these scenes where they're like partying and things are getting wild and they're tripping out and all this stuff. But then it just, in the next scene, it's like, oh, we're going to have a serious dramatic conversation. We're going to like work out whatever the feelings and all that. And I don't know. It's, it's a weird roller coaster, you know? And, and not really a fun one. <laughs> so I don't know. I just thought, man, this, this should have been something else, I feel like. And it probably should have been like five years earlier. It was a better idea than how the execution turned out, I think. And it's, you know, it's a shame because like everybody in the film seems totally game. I mean, they're totally down with all the gags and the humor in it is pretty racy. And I'm down with it. I'm cool with it. But it just felt like the rest of the film isn't. You know, there are moments where you feel like, oh, okay, I know what I'm in for. But then it pulls back or it goes in a different direction. And it's like, uh, this, this is not really, okay, you're not selling me on it, you know? So I... And look, and that reminds me the 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 most recent one that I saw, most recent release, was Violent Night, which just came out last year, and that was one that I thought was specifically a, like a home invasion kind of thing. Where who? Oh man, who's the guy? Who's the guy? David Harbor, right? 
he plays Santa who is gets caught up in this actual like home invasion thing where this family gets terrorized by these criminals and you know I really thought it was like a oh he's like a John McClane thing he's like stuck in the middle of this and he's the one that's kind of got to save the day all right how does he get stuck in it right well this film I didn't even understand until I started watching I'm like oh no he's 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 playing he's really playing Santa Claus <laughs> the man's got like a sleigh and a reindeer and he goes up chimneys and he's got like, you know, magic dust or whatever. (laughs) I, I didn't know that that was in this film. I thought he was just a guy like dressed as Santa, like, you know, Salvation Army dudes. Right. And this is another one that I think they're trying to mash up some different genres here. We got this really edgy kind of dark humor with the family where they're all taking jabs at each other. And it reminds me a little bit of something like knives out or, um, even a film that I talked about last year, silent night was a family that kind of got together and they all kind of hated each other. This one kind of works in the same way, but then you've got John Leguizamo comes in with his goons and they're going to like, you know, rob the place or whatever. But then you've also got Santa, who is, <laughs> I, this is probably the weirdest drunkest Santa other than bad Santa that I think I've seen in a, in a while. And he comes in and it, it even gets into like some of the backstory of Santa and how he was some kind of, I don't know, oh, like a warrior or whatever. And so he's got all these like, you know, fighting skills and he can do all this you know heavy work on all these dudes i mean that that's the one thing i'll give the film i guess is like it really goes for the r in the action like it is brutal it's violent it's gory it commits to that much but in in the same way it goes into like, oh, Santa's going to have a tender moment with this kid. And then we're going to have the family like, you know, taking jabs at each other. But in a funny way, I mean, it's like, it's all over the place. And I, I mean, I'm sure that's the intention. I just, I don't know. It didn't really hit me right. I felt like I wanted it to at least be one of those things more than the other. Like, is it an action movie? Is it a comedy? Is it a thriller? Is it a heist movie? Is it a kid's movie? Right? It's it's like all of those things. And I I mean, if that's what you want, okay. But I, I just really wanted at least one of those to kind of be a little bit, you know, above the others. Like, let's make it, let's root it in one genre and then add elements of the others. I think that, I don't know, I think that would have made a little more sense for me. I think, honestly, if it wasn't the real Santa, that would have probably played a little better, for me at least, but that wouldn't make it this movie then, right? That movie probably exists already, and I just haven't found it. So, I I mean, I give it credit for at least trying something, taking a pretty big, kind of a wild swing at this kind of story. But, uh, I don't know. It, it, It didn't... 
I could see the ideas. I mean, I could, I feel like if you look at it in, in the reverse way, it's like, I could see where dreaming this stuff up and even writing it and even kind of putting it together, like assembling it, like it makes sense. But I don't know. There's, there's something got lost in the translation from, let's say, the the page to what ended up there. And maybe it's just me. Maybe I just went in with a whole different expectation. You know, that's that's sometimes the problem is sometimes films are promoted or uh, kind of shown, teased in certain ways. And sometimes I'm sure it's, intentional because you want to you don't want to give everything but you 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 run the risk of setting the wrong expectation so somebody goes into the film and they're like oh i didn't know it was this or i didn't know it you know i didn't know this was a music this isn't a musical but i'm just saying right it's like it, it can happen where uh you can you can run afoul and so I, I think this was one for me that it, it just did. Like, I, this is not what I thought it was. And, you know, if you go into it blind, that's probably best just in general. But you might enjoy this film if you just go into it not expecting much or, well, I've already told you kind of what happens. But if you forget what I said, but still someday see the film, all right, <laughs> you might be surprised uh, I don't know. So, you know, the last one that I wanted to see uh, is a recent release. I mean, it just came out. It's actually, as I'm recording this, it's still in the theaters. And it's uh, Silent Night. It's uh, one of the first American films by John Woo in years. I mean, probably over a decade or so. I, I mean, I can't even think of the last American film that he made. Well, I didn't get a chance to see that one. But I really wanted to because, one, I just, I'm an old-school John Woo fan from the 90s. And the premise sounded interesting enough, even though it's kind of John Woo-ish, where it's just outside of reality. But I thought, well, I just want to see some of his style of action on the big screen again. Well, didn't get to make it to that. Just haven't found the time, but I'll get to it. Meanwhile, I realized I, I was like looking through, I think it was Max, where it is. Um, there's a film from, uh, when was it? 2000, let me see, I have it written down here. It's 2015, Run All Night. And also stars Joel Kinnaman and... Even, you know, the idea of Liam Neeson and Ed Harris kind of going up against each other. You know, I think this was, at the time, 2015, this was probably more a, a Liam Neeson film. Like, he was probably top build. And then Ed Harris. And then Joel Kinnaman. And then Boyd Holbrook, who was in this, who I also like watching in films. I, I, I like the work that he's doing. And uh, watching it now, though, so far, like, I remember seeing this or seeing part of it at some point, but I, I could not recall at all what happens in the film. 
other than what you probably see in the trailer, which is, you know, of this guy's kind of getting chased around the city over the course of one night. So turns out, hey, that night, it's during the Christmas. And so I thought, all right, well, look, I'll slot it in here. It, it makes sense with this group of films I'm watching. Why not? And, you know, for, for how much I didn't remember it when I, when I saw a part of it or half of it years ago, finally getting to sit down and, and watch it all the way through and just take it in of like, oh, these guys, these, these two, let's say veteran actors, really kind of playing both sides of the same coin, but then having to go up against each other. It was a pretty interesting dynamic to watch. Like, you know, I talked about in a previous episode, I just saw The Abyss again, and that Ed Harris is someone that, I don't know, is always kind of stuck in my mind, right? Virgil Brigman, that's kind of Ed Harris to me. But here, more recently, like in this film or something like Westworld, like that Ed Harris, that's a scary Ed Harris. That's a guy that like you do not want to mess with. And in the same respect, like Liam Neeson, kind of a similar thing. Like Liam Neeson, you would have seen like in, in maybe the 80s or, or in the 90s is a different guy than you would see maybe in the last 10 or 15 years, like with all the take-ins and the, you know, whatever the other movies that he's been doing. This one included. You know, I, I, I think one of the, the, one of the first episodes, maybe the very first episode, I talked about um, a walk among, is a walk among the tombstones? Amongst the tombstones? I, I don't know. I don't know English. Uh, that was one where I was like, okay, that's another, you know, Liam Neeson is the older action hero. That's not that kind of film. And this isn't even that kind of film, really. It's got action in it. It's got some, you know, moments of suspense. And it's got a pretty big car chase in it. But it really is more about this man trying to take care of his son, protect his son, really, and, and his son's family. But his son knows his past, knows all the the dirt in the family and wants no part of it. And so it's, there's the tension there, but then also they're both being chased by the city, you know, the entire city is after them. Okay. It, it, it's a lot going on, but it at least kind of keeps moving forward. You know, it's got a certain, I don't know, it's like a propulsion to it. And so the story kind of keeps moving. It doesn't really lag or come apart in any way. So I got to say, I mean, this one was actually, now that I get to really sit and watch it and take it in, it, it, it was actually pretty enjoyable. I mean, I, I was entertained. I was just interested to see like how this was going to play out, how these characters were going to work this out. So I don't know. I mean, it was, it was kind of an unexpected thing, but again, like I said, it's like sometimes, you know, you just tell me about the film the right way. and. I'm in and then make it what you say it's going to be. 
and I'm down for a good time. So, I, you know, I'll get around to seeing Silent Night, the new Silent Night this year. Uh, I'll get around to seeing it someday, um, maybe next Christmas. But, um, yeah, I mean, those were the ones that I thought it was interesting to see, like, people take different approaches to the holiday that aren't just, you know, your standard rom-com or, um, you know, like Hallmark vibe, you know? And they weren't just the classic horror, uh, what am I saying? Not horror, uh, holiday films. So, I don't know. Maybe maybe see if any of those kind of work for you, if that's the, the type of holiday film you're into. I think all of these are still available on streaming. I, and most of them are like Max or Hulu or whatever, you know. Speaking of, I mean, these, these streaming services, the prices are getting a little out of hand, right? Like, I, everybody's going up. I get it. But that means I got to cut somebody. What am I, where am I going to find my movies to watch? When you have these services that kind of bank on you sticking around for the content, like if you get rid of the content or, you know, you, you lose the content because of a certain period of time. And then also you raise the prices. I'm, I got no problem turning it off. I got no problem canceling my, my deal, you know, cause I'll go to where the content is. I'm not necessarily stuck on your brand or whatever. So I don't know. I mean, what do you think? Is that, is that the way to do it? Oh, well, that, that's another conversation. Anyway, um, it's Christmas time. Go enjoy family, friends, whatever. Be safe. Stay warm. Take care of yourself. And um, I think I might sit Christmas out and really, I don't know, maybe just go watch something new. Mm-hmm.